I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Welcome to Nine Cents. Nine Cents is a satanic perspective of our modern world, and I'm your host, Reverend Campbell. Today I'm being joined by the one and only warlock, Patrick DeMarco. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I'm enjoying my quarantine. <laughs> how how you holding up with the vid? Uh, you know, it's just one of those things where I've known people that have gotten it, and mm. then they were over it in a few days. Mm. I know people that are in the hospital for like seven weeks. Yeah. So it's uh, different to every individual. Um kind of weird it's just one of those things where you just kind of you know i don't know man it, it affects everybody differently and i know yeah. that it's been uh, affecting our economy the most so Shit, yeah well as of today we have lost 67 million i'm sorry as of today 67 million 346 thousand and 13 worldwide cases of covid19 with 1 million 541 thousand 142 deaths it is december 6th and we've got a great show for you today in The Devil's Advocate, we're going to be asking, are Satanists actually evil? An infernal informant leaked photo surfaces <laughs> of purported unidentified aerial phenomena. And uh, women's co woman's cousin among 30 people rescued in human smuggling operation in Houston. And in the final segment, the creature feature, we're going to be talking about the Mandalorian. So if you don't like the, the War of Stars, don't tune in for that episode or for that segment. Uh, it's been a hell of a week, man. I, I feel like this year has just blended into like one long week. It's, it's like a long weekend yeah. almost because no one's actually going out and doing anything. It just seems like it's so abnormal. I want it to be over. We have two vaccines that are really promising with other vaccines in the works. We got to get past this shit. Like I'm done. I don't know if I'm going to even take the vaccine unless it's fucking safe. I mean, that's like, I mean, I'm a conspiracy fucking nut all yeah. the way through and through. And I believe that's how they put the chip in you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's not. The truth is, it's sort of like wearing a mask, right? If the majority of people wear masks, then not everyone has to. If, of course, don't take any medical advice from me, people. I'm just <laughs> spouting off bullshit. If uh, the majority of people get the vaccine... Eh, maybe not everyone has to. And as you were mentioning, which is fucking true, um, it, it hits everyone differently. You may get it, not even know you got it, and be immune to it, or just sort of have gone through it and, you know, had like a mild cold symptom. Like, you just don't know unless you get tested. And then... I probably I probably got it and didn't know I had it because I didn't show any symptoms. It, yeah. Well, there was a day where I didn't have any taste. And I had oh, a really? bad headache. And then that was it. And then I was fine the next day. And then I was, in a few hours, I was fine. And it wasn't so that I, day you were doing meth? No. Like, I can't taste no. it. Everything's numb. Maybe less oh, wait, that's cocaine. <laughs> that's cocaine where everything gets numb, I think. If you want to know the difference between drugs, don't ask Reverend Cam. Because <laughs> he doesn't fucking know. Um, if you get so, a big, fat marijuana cigarette, you will see hallucinations. <laughs> I, uh... Well, I took something that lasted more than four hours, so I had to go to the doctor for that. But, oh, uh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Hey, you know what? Those boner pills are no joke. <laughs> you ever work out on them? No. What? Get your fucking pump on, bro. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's what I heard. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> All the guys with, like, massive you, hard-ons dude, in the dude, gym, the you're best, like, The I best know. thing to do would be to take that and then wear your gray sweatpants to the gym. <laughs> just be like, what's up? What's up? What's time. up, everybody? Hey, back up, bro. What's up? <laughs> your Talk pump's off. getting in my way. You go to spot somebody and they have a shadow coming over their head. Like, hey! You know exactly what time it is because it's fucking sundial. Oh, oh I see it's yeah. 12.30. Time for me to leave. Holy People, man. this is the level the show's going to be at, okay? So just, we're just, we're, you know. Uh, uh, let me give a quick shout out to everyone in chat. Gary, great to see you. William, how you doing, man? Jason, what up? Uh, Lazarus, having drinks and dinner. Slanja, man. Um, Zachary, how you doing? Good to see you always. Uh, Valeria, what's up? Ben, how you doing? Thanks for joining live. Harlow Marie, what up? That's a crazy cool name. Harlow Marie, I like that. Just in time. You're just in time. <laughs> mm, sorry, I had to do it. Silly Swastika, what's up, man? Good to see you. It's been a little bit. Sean M, what's happening? All right. All right. Should we banter a little more or should we just dive right in? Let's dive right in because I want to get to the last segment like soon. <laughs> <laughs> we should just switch the fucking segments. Dude, All right, hey, let's it's do your little... show, man. You do what you want to do. You do whatever I want. <laughs> this I'm is my lucky. house. <laughs> All right, let's do a little That's devil's advocate. All Let's just hang on it for a little bit longer. <laughs> see where it goes. Mark, what's up? Thanks for joining live, man. Uh, Chris, how you doing? It's always good to see you. Okay. Uh, I, this is a question that has sort of dogged me my entire span of identifying and realizing that I'm a Satanist. When um, I, I, right out of high school, I was living within this house of misfits. It was this alcohol and drug addled environment. So um, Animal House. Got it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty fucking crazy. But my first destruction ritual was on the, well, really, for the benefit of this guy who owned the duplex that we were all living in. It was like five of us living in this little three-room duplex. Um, and so my experience with Satanism, I cut my teeth in this place, right? And right. it was the guy who benefited from my destruction ritualizing was the guy that prompted me to constantly have this question in my mind. Are Satanists evil? Because of one single statement he said. He said, Adam, there is not a single evil bone in your body. How can you be a Satanist? And that really made me stop and think. If, if other people are expecting Satanists to be these ooky, almost cartoonish, evil villain caricatures... Um, what does it actually mean to be evil? What does it actually mean to be a Satanist if we are seeing ourselves as evil? And how do you even define that? Have you ever run across this idea before? 
Yeah, I have a, a bunch of times where uh, people just automatically assume that we wear the S on our chest, not for hope, um, <laughs> that we are um, Satanists, that Satanists are, are, you're evil, you worship the devil, you're this, you're that. It's like, you know, and I just started laughing about that. I remember the show Lucifer, prime example, where he's not evil. He's just portrayed as evil. He's not an evil dude. He's just doing his job. And then I just started laughing about the absurdity of, like the concept of evil and what evil is, and my definition is is different. I believe if you have malicious intent towards somebody, mm-hmm. then that's evil, and you carry out those actions in a malicious form to hurt them or harm them because they've done nothing just because you can. I think that's evil. I think um, I don't think that it's actually because you're saying this you're an evil person. It, yeah. it doesn't make sense to me. It's just you know, I mean, you know, you could say that. You know, the Count from Sesame Street. I mean, he's a vampire, but is he evil? No. Right. So it's just this, uh, you know, I'm he's giving some obscure reference. Exactly. I mean. or, obsessed with, or obsessed with math. Yeah. Um, but no, but that's the thing, though. It's like, you know, certain certain societies don't even have a concept of evil or or, or what that is. So it's, it's, it's interesting that people associate evil with being Satanist. So, mm-hmm. Mar- Mar- you know, in the same connotation goes with Marilyn. Manson, his music is evil. Uh, uh, Rob Zombie's music is evil because of the the connotation, the imagery. Movie, Glenn Danzig's yeah. Glenn Danzig's music is evil and satanic, and it's like, well, not really. I mean, it has. Yes, I fucking it, am. It, it, it's it's one of those things where you have to uh, you as an individual, if you're in you know an evil person. I just keep picturing Doctor Evil. I just think it's funny. An evil petting zoo. Really. <laughs> An evil petting zoo. All I want yeah. are sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads. Right, right, yeah. So he's evil. So yeah, we. we <laughs> it's in his that, name. There's, <laughs> he's the <laughs> pinnacle of evil, and everything else is is below. It's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the that's I'm trying to like bring the absurdity of to what people think evil is. Like yeah. like like you said before, what is the definition? And I believe that it's malicious intent towards mm-hmm. somebody knowing full well they're going to fuck that person and you do it anyways that's evil and i bring this up because i found something yesterday mm-hmm. that leads me to believe that malicious intent is what evil people are oh really okay uh-huh. well i've got some definitions so we can sort of start the conversation with a baseline but i'm very much in line with with what you're saying um let's see what merriam webster's definition uh, of evil is it's morally reprehensible i.e sinful or wicked arising from actual or imputed bad character or conduct causing discomfort or repulsion disagreeable causing harm marked by misfortune so very generic very broad Uh, i like what zachary says in the chat he's saying adversary not evil the act of standing up for yourself is considered evil to a society that demands self-sacrifice for the greater good I actually like that a lot. Western society typically, though Western society generally, especially in America, is much more sort of good and bad guy oriented. Um, it's very much self-interest driven. Uh, the individual is the most important aspect, which we Satanists can certainly appreciate. Eastern societies, very much more you're a cog in a greater wheel and you must fit into that wheel. And so if you don't, then you are definitely seen as the outsider, or the adversary. Um, and I think that's interesting. But we can even take a, a bit of a step back here and talk about like the philosophy of evil. 
Um, and I'm getting this from uh, stanford.edu. And they say there are at least two concepts of evil. There's a broad concept and a narrow concept. The broad concept picks out any bad state of affairs, wrongful actions, or character flaw, divided into two different categories. Natural evil, natural evils are bad states of affairs which do not result from the intentions or negligence of moral agents, i.e. like a hurricane or an earthquake, and moral evil. Moral evils do result from the intentions or negligence of moral agents, so individuals doing things that others perceive as bad, like stealing or, or beating someone down. The narrow concept of evil picks out only the most morally despicable sorts of actions, characters, events, etc. Since the narrow concept of evil involves moral condemnation, it is appropriately ascribed only to moral agents and their actions. Evil is the narrower sense. Is it's more often meant when the term evil is used in contemporary moral, political, and legal constructs. So the, the easy go-to would be the Holocaust was an evil act. Hitler was an East Stalin were evil actors. So that type right. of idea. So very narrow in those sense. In the but broad that scheme of... What, but but say, that goes back to... Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. It goes back to what I said. It they had malicious intent yep. with their actions. Yeah, I I just think it's interesting because through the concept of philosophy, evil is very seemingly cut and dry, um, but through the act of living life, it's very much not so. And and you can ascribe it to positions political parties take. You can uh, right. attach it to just comments that people make online. I mean, there are very blurred lines of what one individual in one moment of time sees as evil versus another individual. Um, right. I like what Nietzsche says here. So Nietzsche argues that the concept of evil arose from the negative emotions of envy, hatred, and resentment. He contends that the powerless and weak created the concept of evil to take revenge against their oppressors. The concepts of good and evil contribute to an unhealthy view of life which judges relief from suffering as more valuable than creative self-expression and accomplishment. For this reason, Nietzsche believes that we should seek to move beyond judgments of good and evil. And in general, I actually really agree with that. There's this really interesting side of me that um, is very callous and uh, sort of more hard line. And, and to give an example of this, um, some counties uh, across North America still rely on you have to pay in to get services of a society. So you have to pay in to the fire. Um, uh, right. The what, holy shit! Why can't I think of that name? It's fire. Um, firefighters. I feel like there's a word that I'm missing here. But you have to pay into the protection of the firefighters in order for them to respond to your home if it's on fire. So you, you have to pay for fire protection. You have to pay for yeah. the so, police to come and protect your house. You have to pay into it so that you get it. There yeah. has been instances where a guy didn't pay into it and then they mm -hmm. couldn't come and save his house because, well, he didn't pay into it. That's evil because the moral thing to do would be, hey, you're a firefighter. You're supposed to – your job is to fight fires and save people's property and things like that from damage. They let right. it burn because he didn't pay into it. So, yeah, that's, that's an evil act, I think. So it's interesting because an institution that is – there to protect you if you pay into it uh 
is seen as a good thing up until the point that they don't actually protect you. And then you're sitting with this moral quandary. Is the homeowner at fault because they didn't pay into it, hence they didn't ask for protection and they're not going to be protected? Or are the homes nearby going to suffer because fire spreads? Their house has a chance of burning down if the firefighters don't come and put the fire out. And so it becomes this greater societal experiment rather than the individual experience. And I think stereotypically, anecdotally, as Satanists, we only really look at the individual element of the idea of evil or good or what is right or what is wrong in any given moment. And we don't always take into consideration the greater sense. So on an individual level, I say, fuck that dude's house, let it burn down, we all paid our dues, he didn't, he must suffer the consequences of his actions. And on the other hand, I'm like, but I don't want my house to burn down. So can we just have the firefighters there in case it spreads over? But then I don't even want it to take that long. I don't want it to hit my house before they put it out. I want it put out before I am in danger. And so then I want that house to be put out, not because of some greater sense of good, but because of self-interest. And but that's so, not an evil. That's not an evil concept, though. Your your self-preservation is not an evil concept. Right. You know, and that's the thing. Is like okay, prime example, like a haunted house. Yeah. It looks evil. But is it is it really evil? Right, no, right. no, it's not. It's all it's all bullshit. I mean, like you know, like I mean, you gotta okay, like you can quantify it like this too. Like, um, let's take a look here. Like, um, what's the guy that dressed like a clown that used to kill kids? What, what the hell was? His oh, name? John Wayne Gacy. Thank you, John Creepy Wayne Gacy. Couldn't think of, think of his name. That guy is evil yeah. because what he did was evil. There was evil intent. There was maliciousness behind it. He knew it was wrong. He did it anyways. He, you know, that wasn't for self-preservation. That wasn't for protecting himself. That wasn't for protecting his family. He did it because he could, because I, he could, he could, he could do that. And that's an evil act. What he was doing. Can I throw it, a wrench into that concept? And this is, puts me in a really weird position. I'm going to play a little devil's advocate for John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> okay. You, there's no way to do that, dude. All right, there's no well, way sit to back, do that. Grab it, your popcorn. It's, it's in our dogma to not hurt children. I agree with that. Or animals. I definitely so agree with you, that. How how can you say that he's not an evil person? Like, I'm just I'm just making an argument. So just hear me out for the sake of philosophy uh, and and I'm the already, concept of I'm evil. I'm already getting upset. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As human beings on this planet, when we live in a society, that society puts down laws that that we help define good and bad, right and wrong. On the individual basis, stimulus is what dictates good and evil, right and wrong. So if you happen to enjoy murdering people or, or maybe children, and that brings you intimate joy and sexual uh, excitement from the carnal, not societal, carnal level, if you are enjoying it, how can that be evil for you, right? If the society says, whoa, 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 that's evil because you're killing children. We need to propagate the species and we need to have protections in place so that, you know, that society can grow up in a, a more positive light. Well, okay, that's a different set of laws that you're applying from the carnal experience. Now, there are always aberrations in nature. You're going to have animals that attack their own kind that just go rabid and go crazy. Our human experience is no different. We have members no. of our own species that go crazy and go out and wild. It's dangerous to the society of those creatures, to the greater group that they live in, but for that individual, they're just chasing what brings them pleasure. And so 
I'm not defending it. I think it's reprehensible and disgusting, but it's hard for me to argue that my sense of good and uh, evil is different or good or just when they have their own sense of good and evil <coughs> that is just marred by where they live in society. If they were random people who just lived in the wilderness and someone came across their camp and they attacked them, well, you would call that survival of the fittest. But in a sense of a society, we're de deeming it as evil. Okay, John Wayne Gacy. Let's just let's just clear the air here. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I see what you're saying, and you say like there were animals that killed animals. That's very true. <laughs> but we have intellect. Mm -hmm. We have self awareness. He knew exactly what he was doing was wrong yeah. on multiple levels. The fact that he did it anyways to gratify his carnal sensations is a true act of evil because knowing that he did it maliciously, there was suffering involved. It wasn't like he fucking chloroformed them and they were, you know, incapacitated. They didn't feel a thing. It wasn't humane. He wasn't disposing of them. He was murdering and, and, and torturing and maliciously feeding that demon, in, which what I would call the demon inside of you because mm -hmm. for him it wasn't indulgence. It was compulsion. Ooh, and I, that's interesting. You know, and that wasn't, that's something that's like, he, he knows it's wrong. He right. knows it is. And it's, that's, to me, that's an evil because it's like, it goes against, uh, there's ill feelings and malicious intent inside of it. Like knowing full well that harming somebody in that m manner, I don't care what, how fucked up you are. That's wrong. And that's mm. evil. And that's, I, I think that's where. It's, you know, that's the concept right there. I, I just don't believe that it's one of those, you know, things that you can do like that. So, I yeah. mean, it's, uh, yeah. That's so a, do you think if he was more, if he drugged them so they didn't feel pain and he only did it once in a while, so his indulgence no, rather than compulsion would be okay? No, he still, he still did it with malicious intent. Right, but your right. theory about, like, he's in the wilderness and somebody comes across his camp, that's completely different. Because I mean, that's not, a rule of the earth. He's he's reacting on instinct and self-preservation. Mm. Those kids weren't attacking him. They weren't trying to, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I see your point. I just think that it's like, uh, you know, he was compulsive in his act. And he knew, I mean, the, the diabolicalness of how he went about it, too. Like, he soundproofed his garage. Yeah. He, like, he did all these things to, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, to plus the persona of the clown and getting the trust. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> You know, that is a, uh, that's malicious right. intent. Yeah. That is evil. That's, that's I do, what I believe is evil. I do want to be very clear about this, you know, sort of philosophical argument that I'm, I'm making here. And it's just to illustrate the idea of individual perception and action over group perception and action, which is where we really find the definition of good and evil, right and wrong. Um, so, you know, when Ruth is saying you don't know how you can speak for him, I'm really not trying to. I'm just trying to create a philosophical position of argument so that we question what we see as a very clear cut right and wrong through a different lens. Questioning all things, I think it's very important. And this, this concept of evil, I think, is an important one for Satanists especially to be able to understand why some people think we're evil and why we clearly do not think that we are evil. But I would, I'm going to add in a third side perspective, and this is from the doctor himself. This is from Anton Zander LeVay from the Satanic Bible. We've heard of him. And he says, anything resulting in physical or mental gratification was defined as evil, thus assuring a lifetime of unwarranted guilt for everyone. So, if evil they've named us, evil we are. 
And so what? The satanic age is upon us. Why not take advantage of it and live? And that's where he states, evil is live reversed. So in this context, the doctor is very much talking about personal experience, not overtly harming others. It's the personal interpretation of experience isolated right. away from other human beings, right? And so in that context, do what you want that makes you feel good. Damned if that labels you as evil. Who even cares? Let's right. just embrace it. Yeah, we're evil. I am man. Yes, I am. You know, just right. That's own a different. It. That the, the philosophy of of that I think is 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 uh, profound and it's it's true nature. You know, you know that's the thing. Is society seems that oh, you're a sodomite, you're evil. Mm. You know, and that's the thing. Is in a Satanist, it's okay to be a sodomite. And then yes, I am evil, and I embrace that part. But it, yeah, it, it, that's that's a like that's the concept of it. Like that's the the broader sense of evil. Like we're we're painted as like evil individuals. Like you know because of our look and how we present ourselves and we and we wear the S proudly on our chest. So that's kind of yeah, I agree with that. But then he but then he did state we don't harm ourselves or other individuals or uh, children or um, animals. So I think yeah, he, he's embracing the the aesthetic evil i think that's a really really good point satanism embraces the aesthetic of evil and certainly the acting in self-interest up until a point and i think that line of uh, delineation is difficult for others who are not really educated in the religion to understand and it's certainly on its face when you think about it we you know we live in this islamic abrahamic judeo-christian world when you say Satan, there is weight upon that word, and people have a preconceived notion that they brought with them from childhood, from culture, from society, from media, from film, that they already feel like they know what it means when they really do not at all. And to break through that barrier of ignorance and try to give philosophical differences of what we see as evil and what we don't see as evil and what we define as evil and what we don't define evil. I mean, the very satanic concept of, of good and bad, uh, right and wrong, good and evil. Good is what you like, bad is what you don't like. That's the foundation of, of this, this premise of Satanism as a religion. And yet, that's us redefining what evil means to the greater world. Now, we as Satanists go to toes arguing and even recently over against people trying to redefine what satanism as a religion is and yet we don't seem to have a problem redefining what the world sees evil as so how how can we on one hand say you do not get to redefine this word this is what we have defined this is how we've defined it and this is how you must see it and yet this other word well, no, you're, you're totally seeing it in the wrong way. How, how can we have that right? I think that we have the intelligence to separate it where most yeah. people don't. Yeah, I, I think it comes down to, you know, um, how, you know, like, that's the thing. It's like, you know, okay, prime example, a friend of mine who is part of our group, uh, his mother-in-law just found out that he's uh, one of us. So she's a Christian. And she is up fucking set. Mm. And she's having a hard time with this because my friend is so good to his wife, her daughter. He takes care of her on a level that you and I probably couldn't even 
understand or, you know, for health, whatever, he is the definition of what a man is. And um, her finding this out has kind of shattered some of her inside because he is a good person and he does millions of good things for her family, for her, for the mother-in-law, for his little nephew. He just has a different philosophy and she cannot get past it. So she has this barrier that he's evil because of what his belief system is, not based on the merit of who he is and what he stands for and what he does. Mm. There's the difference. If you cannot get past the S word, like Anton says, then you don't really understand what evil is. Well, I think it's interesting, too, because does it matter? Like, ultimately, does it matter what other people believe or think? As long as it doesn't cross that line of affecting your physical life, who gives a fuck what they think? Yeah, but but we know people aren't like that. People want to stick their fucking nose into everything and tell you what's what and how to live and what vaccines to take and not to take and when you can go indoors, when you can put your mask on. People like to tell other people what the fuck to do and how to live their lives. People, exactly. People want to have that. I think it's not so much like power. I think it's more control. You know, just dominance over somebody. Well, your philosophy is wrong, and, 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 and you need to be a good Christian and do all this good Christian stuff. Well, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'd rather put almond milk on my Cheerios. I'm sorry. I'm not a, I'm not a, a purist monster. like you. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just – it's just, it's just kind of – you know, it, it, you know it, it's – you know, and I respect this person tremendously. And when we was talking about it, like, I felt bad because I was like – she just can't see like how awesome that you really are because mm. of this, you know, and when she discovered it, it was, yeah. Oh, his, uh, you know, his, his plaques and things like that. And this, you know, the, uh, and he tried to hide it pretty good, but you know, it, it happens. She's staying at the house and I was like, eh, who gives a fuck? His merit on how he treats her daughter should be the end all be all, but people aren't like that. Yeah. I've written it. I've gone into the same problem with people. I've had it where it came out that I was, a a Satanist and like, Oh boy, here we go. And it was like, you know, I, I've been through, put the ringer through it. They believed that they were good people because I was evil because I was a Satanist, mm-hmm. that I aligned myself with the forces of darkness. They felt justified and righteous and they're pursuing me. And it just blew up in their face because they were idiots. But, uh, that was their quest. It, it, it's amazing to see how passionate people can be when they, have a false quest that they're gonna they're gonna well he's well i'm i'm not evil i'm a christian even though i'm a complete piece of shit yeah but this person's a satanist so he's definitely evil it doesn't matter what i do objectively and, and, i know many more evil christians than i do satanists and me and me and my friend laughed we said hey i i you know we could be the you know we could be right in everything and if there actually was a hell hypothetically i'd be like well it's better that we got it in with the guy downstairs so i mean we're probably <laughs> not gonna have it that bad nice. so it's you know it's a, you know I, I i'd rather reign in hell than serve in heaven you know what i mean i'd, I'd rather <laughs> well i certainly you know, like the philosophy of that yeah yeah i mean right. if there is if there is a hell and we're all going anyways it's good to have it in with the man downstairs <laughs> um i think it's 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 a pretty clear cut as we said at the very beginning, and everyone in chat is reiterating at the very beginning of this conversation, it is a matter of perspective. And, and that's how Satanists 
Satanist, uh, Satanism as a religion, but Satanists individually approach the concept of evil. And so when thinking of yourself as a Satanist, when you identify and you think, what is the nature of evil? And if it's all perspective, then what does it mean to be evil? And if it's all in perspective, then it's acting in your own self-interest is what is perceived as evil. If you're only going out to better yourself and the labels that others attach to you are what is considered evil, but your actions itself are only in your own self-interest, then it cannot be considered evil in any way. And it's essential to be evil in that context. And that's where I think the doctor is saying, yes, embrace it. If you are being seen and labeled as evil and all you're doing is improving your own life and moving forward in a positive way for your own life, then fucking embrace that idea of evil. And that's something that it's so yeah. it's such a challenging concept that people who completely agree with the religion of Satanism see it within themselves, but they just can't get past that S word. They can't get past the idea of being labeled evil in order to but embrace the religion I, that they see themselves in. But they can embrace the aesthetic of evil. They can embrace that can. Thing. Well, then it's not for them then. Yeah. Then, yeah, they're, yeah. Not, then they're not, then they're, they're missing the whole point. And mm -hmm. I think that's a, that's one of the key things there. Like I will embrace the aesthetic of evil that I am walking on the left-handed path with my yeah. satanic brethren. And then on the other side is I do things for my self-interest, but I don't have malicious intent in my actions as I found malicious intent yesterday and it just kind of just shook me to my core. And I was like, ah, okay, well, this is, this is evil here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So th it was, uh, I don't know if you want me to indulge in it and, and tell you what happened, but, uh, it was, uh, I don't have to get into it in intimate detail. All right. I'll, I'll give you the broad strokes. So, uh, an ex of mine that I'm no longer with, uh, she was, I thought on the left handed path. But during our relationship, I figured out that she might actually believe there's an actual devil, uh. which is a little weird. So today I'm going to go so – yesterday I think I'm going to go to the bathroom. You know what I haven't done? I haven't read this book in a long time. So I'm going to read that while I'm doing my business, doing my paperwork. <laughs> so – because the job's not done until you finish the paperwork. So <laughs> as I'm flipping through it, as I – you know, thumb the pages, all of a sudden there's all these notes in there about me mm -hmm. and about how to control me and about things about me and uh, bookmarked in my book and little little pages were left in there. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? So, and it's from her because I recognize her handwriting. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I haven't picked this book up in weird. And, and, and it was the satanic witch. And it was about things about me. And I'm like, does she not think I would ever open this book again? Or what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, and I just thought, like, I was like, that's evil intent. Like, she's studying me. And I just thought that was just wrong. I mean, everything blew up in her face anyways, but I was like, just finding that was weird. Mm -hmm. um, there's a comment here I wanted to, to call out here real quick. Oh, just, hey, people, we'll make this simple. Make this simple. Adam, bad. Patrick, good. It's true. It's very <laughs> true. No, someone said evil equals, oh, it was Sean here. Evil equals harm. I disagree with that. I think, and the, 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 the concept of greater magic destruction ritual, I have destroyed people and I don't well, feel bad a, about it. I celebrate well, wait it. Wait a minute. But you didn't do it just like, hey, I'm going to pick this motherfucker out to destroy him. 
Right, right. They, they've right, asked for still, it. They've asked for it. So right. I think his concept is actually right. I disagree with you because evil equals harm. If you harm somebody who didn't fuck with you, that's But you can evil. bend that to however you want it to be, right? So someone's yeah, mouthing point, off at you at a store, you can make that mental jump saying he's asking for it and just pop him in the mouth. And is that evil? No, you just shut his ass up because he wouldn't shut the fuck up. But, but if you just walked up to somebody, just started punching the fuck out of them, that's easy. right, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no. So, in future reference in the store, Adam, you can only punch people when they provoke you. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna have to make a note of that because I'm just. Not very good at that. Here's what I. Here's what bugs me when when people bring animals into it. Um, uh, ben disagrees with Sean. Killing an animal causes harm, but it's food, so we make it okay. I know I've I've met people who actually abuse their their pets, and I consider yeah, that that's evil. evil. Yeah, yeah. you abuse. Well, that's like I said. It's like it has malicious intent behind yeah. it. You know, the cow goes to the slaughterhouse. It's like, hey, you're getting made into juicy, delicious hamburgers. So hate the hate the break it to you there, big guy. Mm-hmm. You know, or or the pig for the slaughter, or the lamb for the slaughter. But there's a purpose. When you go hunting, you're gonna eat the animal. You're gonna even do all these things. But like to kick your dog and kill your dog because. He pooped on the rug like that's malicious and mean yeah. and that's not okay that's evil yeah so it's interesting because if i reflect within myself and i ask myself am i evil no i'm not evil at all but if someone points at me and says you're evil you're a satanist i'm gonna say fuck yeah i am yeah <laughs> you're gonna embrace you're gonna embrace that as, you're gonna embrace the aesthetic mm-hmm. i think that clears up a lot of things too for people like lack of a I was thinking about when we were talking about the concept of evil. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, now it's starting to make a little more. Uh, I mean, it, it, to, to go in that route too, it's like, yeah, I'm evil. I'm embracing the aesthetic of being evil, like mm-hmm. Marilyn Manson does, and Alice Cooper, and 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 Ozzy uh, Osbourne. They embrace the aesthetic of evil. They're not evil dudes, mm-hmm. but they have this persona of being evil because of of supernatural in connotation to what they're doing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think ultimately everyone needs to fall on this line for themselves and wherever you land, I think it's totally fine. I don't really particularly care if I'm being honest, but I do think it's something that we should ask ourselves from time to time. Um, being able to evaluate yourself and your actions honestly is something that is really essential to a Satanist being a productive member of society and realizing their goals. And if you're incapable of doing that because you just can't make that mental hurdle of saying, you know, I just like to punch babies for some reason. Well, then maybe you are evil and maybe you're not a Satanist, you know? (laughs) So you have to ask if you're punching baby Yoda, (laughs) you're evil. (laughs) Just saying. All right. He has a name now. (laughs) That's true. True. All right. So, uh, Thank you guys so much for sitting through that. I know these sort of, you know, this, these types of conversations aren't for everyone. Um, but I, I think it's fun. And I think it's uh, an interesting way to question how you perceive yourself through others' eyes. And certainly a society, greater society's eyes as well. So let's move on to the Infernal Informant. Now you have 10 cents. <laughs> you just got extra cents.
God, it's such an underrated film. I actually had an image for that conversation we were just having that I didn't throw up. That I, what I, film is that one? That's uh, Lord of Illusions. Oh, is that the one with Scott Bakula? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's badass. I love it so much. Good stuff. And it has great I like quotes in it, too. I like them as Captain Archer. <laughs> All right, so leaked photo services of purported unidentified aerial phenomena. And this is from the debrief.org. The debrief has learned of a leak of an unclassified photo said to have been widely distributed in the intelligence community, which purportedly shows what the DOD has characterized as, quote, unidentified aerial phenomena. On Wednesday, the debrief reported on two classified intelligence reports issued by the Pentagon's Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, or UAP. TF. The debrief learned of the existence of the photograph from a defense official who has been verified as being in a position to have access to the UAPTF intelligence reports. Additionally, the same two officials with the DOD and one from the U.S. intelligence community with whom we previously spoke confirmed that the leaked image is the same photo provided in a 2018 intelligence position report issued by the UAPTF. The photo itself is said to be considered unclassified and for official use only. However, because the image and accompanying report were shared on a secured intelligence communication network, the officials we spoke with would, no, uh, would only acknowledge it under strict conditions of anonymity. Prior to an agreement, the debrief did verify these sources were in fact positions within the U.S. intelligence community and under the authority of the U.S. Director of National Intelligence. Uh, they reached out to Pentagon spokeswoman Susan Gao, for clarification about the photo, who on December 3rd, 2020, responded to the questions via email, quote, to maintain operation security and to avoid disclosing information that may be useful to potential adversaries, DOD does not discuss publicly the details of reports, observations, or examinations of reports incursed, uh, incursions into our training ranges or designated airspace, including those incursions uh, initially designed as UAP, uh, she says. According to officials uh, they spoke with, the photo appears to be the same as one referenced in a previous reporting described as unidentified star cube-shaped object encountered by military photos as it hovered motionly, uh, motionless over the ocean. It appears evident that the image was captured in the backseat weapons systems operator of what appears to be a FA-18 fighter jet. The photo is consistent with the claims the image was captured by a pilot using the personal cell phone. Officials we spoke with said that the image was captured in 2018 off the east coast of the United States. While details are difficult to make out, the image appears to depict an inverted bell-shaped object, which is not readily identifiable given the photo's context. The object appears to possess ridges or protrusions along the lateral edges extending towards base. Two defense officials we spoke with said pilots who encountered the object described that unlike a balloon under similar conditions, the object was completely motionless and seemed unaffected by ambient air currents. And this is the part that I think is really important because people have been you know, showing images of a Batman Mylar balloon that is virtually the exact same shape saying that, oh, this is just a fucking balloon. This is a fighter jet moving through the upper atmosphere with air currents moving cloud systems and it doesn't move at all so that tells you it can't just be a fucking regular balloon um and so that's why they they made that distinction while they aliens what <laughs> aliens aliens <laughs> <laughs> i want it to be aliens but who the fuck it knows? is it I is of course it is I and the aliens came down and you know it's it's aliens man i just watched this on uh, joe rogan they were talking about how this photo came out and how they were oh, talking really? about it and everything. Oh, yeah. It was just recently, uh, a couple episodes ago. And oh, I was shit. like, oh, that's fast. So I started reading up about news. it. And I was like, yeah, so this is this. It's not old news. It's current news. 
but it's uh it's fascinating. I was like, and if they declass if they the Pentagon has come on and said, Yep, we've been visited. I mean, that means if they're telling us that we've been visited, that means we're gonna get visited a lot more. So for them to finally say it, it's like then that means there's too much evidence, there's too much cover up that now they have to say, Well, the aliens are you know, they're on their way and they're gonna fuck us up. No, I'm saying but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's Independence Day, bitches. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we're, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, I've always been a, a big fan of, of, you know, Roswell and aliens and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and I believe it, you know, and, and for something like this to be there, it could be interdimensional. It could be outer world, different planetary. We have no idea. And the fact that it's, you know, and that's like, well, people are like, well, how come it doesn't contact our leaders? Well, when you're watching a fucking ant farm, you don't watch the head ant. You don't ask the head ant, you know, can I watch the rest of, of the colony? You How would you even it. know they who the head ant is if you didn't well, know? That's, well, no, but that's the thing. Like, they're not going to ask. They don't give a shit. They're, mm. gonna, they're watching us. They're studying our society. They're watching what's going on, and that's it. Who knows what their intentions are? But, I mean, I'm sure this is a great, a great uh, uh, terrarium to come watch and come look at what the fuck we're doing. You know, yeah. like, oh, shit, you know, at one point in our society, we were like this as well. I love, so that's, I love this this type of story, man. I, so I learned from this story from The Hill that reported on it just a couple days ago. And um, he was mentioning that the host of The Hill was mentioning that uh, it, it was witnessed coming out of the ocean, uh, just straight vertical in motion um and that's when he saw it acting crazy and moving up that he pulled his cell phone out and took the photo if that's true there's long been speculation about this idea of of uh if you need to hide your presence just go deep just go deep down The, the 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 pressure that you're experiencing in space or if you are capable of space travel compared to the the pressures of going down closer to the core of our earth you know, as far as the crust will go, um, it's, 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 you know, and there's a lot of resources down at the bottom of the ocean too, like, uh, pools of mercury and shit like that. Like they could be getting some, some resources. They could be filling up on their way to their next destination. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the thing too, you know, gold, I mean, all that stuff, like gold is the greatest superconductor as far as we know. So it's, it's quite possible they could, you know, this, who knows? This could be a fueling station of natural resources. And they go, oh, we'll just go down here. We'll just fill up and then we'll continue on our journey. We'll take a sample that of this. That would be you know? crazy. They're, they don't even give a fuck about us. They just want some resources to continue their travels. They're okay, like, that's like I'm going to stop the by the Amazon that's... with these monkeys pretending they're civilized and just refuel and then get the fuck out. I don't care about them. Makes sense <laughs> to me. I love it's that a... idea. Yeah, I just I was th- I was thinking about that when I was watching the show. I was like, what if they're just coming here to refuel? Yeah. What if they're like, fuck, man, you know, like, what if we're like the rest stop on the way to some other destination? Oh, dude, we're just a layover. We're like that weird sideshow uh, on the middle of a you know Highway 66 or something where people just yeah. stop at. They're like, oh, hey, look we're at the, this sideshow. We're the giant ball of yarn on the way to wherever the fuck you're going. <laughs> When you're on a go in a Wally world, you're going to stop by the giant ball of yarn on your way. Hey, kids, it's the giant ball of yarn. Should we stop? <laughs> you never know. You know, I that's the that. thing. It's like we have to be so abs- – that's the thing about people and that they're so absurd and they're thinking that we are somehow superior or better in some way. I mean these guys have, have spacecrafts that can do all these things like we're nothing. We're, not, we're probably not even a blip to them. We're probably like, hey, check this shit out. Mm. There's some society down there. They go, look at these crazy motherfuckers. Oh, it's time to go. 
you yeah. know, or, you know, there, you know, that's the thing too. It's like, you know, it's, um, it, for us to believe that we are superior in any way is, is absolutely asinine because yeah. we are not superior. So yeah. when we get visited by, you know, the aliens, um, it makes us, you know, it makes me think like, why the fuck would they come here? There's, and then the only thing I could think of is resources. Right. That's the only thing I would think is to come here. It's like, oh, we're low on this. Hey, this fucking planet here and this particular system has exactly what we need at this coordinates. Let's go down there, grab some of that shit, and then we can get the fuck out of here. You just never know. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I believe that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just think that it's absurd that we have that we we don't have anything we can give this to, to society. We don't have anything we can give to to other planets. Yeah. Come on, man. We're we're you know to them we're in the dark ages. I totally agree with everything you're saying. I, I just saw a comment from Jeff Ivins in the chat that made me laugh out loud. He says, the Earth equals galaxy glory hole. <laughs> they come over to fuck an alien, and then they move on. They, they just like to aimly probe us. That's their game. <laughs> That's what they're into. <laughs> it's like we're the, we're the goldfish that they want at the fair yeah, that dies yeah. on the way home and never quite makes it home. I love the idea. First of all, I always start from the position of we don't know. And that means that I'm open to the possibility that there is an extensive network of and variation of life in the galaxy that we just don't know about. And we cannot even some forms probably comprehend. I believe uh, I'm open to the idea that there are different dimensions in this universe we exist and extra dimensionary travel, space travel alien life communing with other alien life we see it on our own planet in forms so why would that not extrapolate out to the greater universe so i love the idea of aliens i'm terrified about the idea that they would come here to destroy our planet for its natural resources or enslave us or destroy us and i just don't I, that doesn't seem like i know it would, stephen hawking it would be a said waste that, of fucking time yeah stephen hawking was very much like look if if we meet aliens they're going to come here and enslave us and you know rape our world of its natural resources what your argument right there what if they're just coming here for a pit stop they just need to go under the surface get what they need convert it in however they convert it and move along why do they even care about us why would they that, even yeah, give a fuck? They wouldn't even give a fuck about us. And our planet is not really that big anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, the resources that... If you're intergalactic scale on that level, you're not going to pick some random... You're not going to pick some stupid, random, crappy fucking planet to we'll enslave them and we'll take all the resources. Yeah. Like, why? You know, it, it, it would make more sense just to, like, eradicate why? us. Yeah. It, oh, I just would just blow these motherfuckers up and take the shit and go. Like, mm -hmm. why why enslave us? We serve no purpose. We're yeah. not really good at manual labor either. So, I mean, it it, it makes zero sense to me. Yeah. Even to probe us and experiment on us, they would probably take a handful. They wouldn't even fucking, they'd be like, ah, fuck this place. It, I don't even think we're, to me, I don't think we're worth it in their eyes. I mean, it's not, unless, I mean, unless they're a little bit more advanced than us, but not by much. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they're, I mean, if you think about it, like, if it gets to like Star Trek type of deal, then yeah, that makes more sense because we're all on the same level fighting for control. But if you're an intergalactic being and you're stopping here for a pit stop, you don't give a fuck about no. us. Yeah. No. No, I think it's fair. I, and that's why I wanted to talk about this. I just, I love it so much. Every time there's something new, I want to talk about it because the, the U.S. government has admitted that they have technology that they don't understand. <sighs> 
Like, oh, yeah. They've admitted it. Like, this isn't like a secret cover-up. They've actually come out and admitted it with this same UAPTF group. They've admitted and they've revealed those videos of, of footage that they don't understand these spacecrafts flying in. Now, they may be terrestrial. They may be extraterrestrial. Well, then we the don't one, know. The ones that have crashed, too, and they have analyzed some of the technology right. and they've able to figure it out and try to make that happen. I mean, there are – you got to understand that there are minerals in these spacecrafts that aren't – you can't find on our planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that exactly. could be what gives them yeah. – that could be what gives them their propulsion or gives them their this or their anti-grav qualities – this mineral doesn't exist on our planet. Well, what does exist is is essential to us. But you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. we don't really have anything exotic on this planet. We don't really have anything that's really would would you know you know we don't have kyber crystals or any of that shit. Right. Yeah, we don't have anything. That really works. <laughs> we don't have Kryptonian. No. Um, I actually really like what Ruth says in the chat. She says, "Destroy and enslave is human nature." Not likely aliens would be the same. And this is an argument I've made a lot in a different context, and it's the context of understanding Satanism through extraterrestrial lens. But because this religion is such a carnal human existence-based religion, how could it extrapolate to, to alien intelligences? We're, we're looking at aliens through our own lens, man. And this is like the stereotypical Republican being anti-gay, and then they get caught engaging in homosexual activity. <laughs> like we've seen it time and time again people acting you know we we as humans act against our own best interest all the time why would we expect when we see it as such a negative within our own species that other species would do the same exact thing we're trying to ascribe human context to alien intelligences and we just can't do that no no know. I, I love talking about it, though. All right, let, let's move on to the next article because we can't spend the whole episode here. we got to get to the Mandalorian eventually. <laughs> I can't wait for that. I'm such a nerd. Uh, but until then, I do want to talk about this. Women's cousin among 30 people rescued in human smuggling operation in Houston. And this is from clicktohouston.com. A family's two-month-long nightmare is over. A woman says authorities found her cousin stripped down to his underwear, but alive when police busted a possible human smuggling operation. On Thursday night, uh, Houston police said a man escaped from a home and ran nearly naked through a southwest Houston neighborhood, screaming he'd been kidnapped. When the investigators arrived, they surrounded the home the man had fled from and eventually forced their way inside. The commotion caused quite a stir. Many neighbors watched as 29 men and one woman were led out from the home by law enforcement. Amongst the neighbors, another person was watching intently more than the most, Andrea Bacardano. <clears throat> Bacardano was hoping her cousin Louis was among the victims taken from the home. She couldn't tell for sure because the crime scene tape st uh, strewn through the neighborhood kept her from getting a good view. According to Bacardano, her family paid $11,000 to get Louis smuggled into the United States, said... During the smuggling process, a Mexican gang called Los Zetas abducted him and held him for a $3,000 ransom. She said he, she wanted proof that he was alive. Then the abductors went silent. As weeks turned into months, she began to lose hope. That changed when she heard about the bust and rushed to the scene. Quote, I hope that God saved him. That's why I came all the way over here, said Bacuadano, who lives in northern Harris County. 
Thursday night, Baquedano left the southwest Houston neighborhood with hope, but also uncertainty. Was her cousin among the rescued victims? However, Friday morning, she was all smiles. Quote, my cousin called me from Mexico telling me that he was at the scene yesterday and he was sent back to Mexico. The call was a big relief for Baquedano. Her cousin is still breathing. She said the experience was traumatic for her cousin and he plans to return to Honduras. I don't care about the money. I just care that he's alive, she says. Houston police said that 30 victims were transferred to the custody of Immigration Customs and Enforcement. Three persons of interest have been detained in relation to the possible human smuggling operation. And I have to say, after having witnessed firsthand through, uh, I guess it's secondhand, through a friend's experience of being deported, <coughs> having it done over like a two-day period is amazing. Like, so congratulations to the U.S. immigration for being able to export those people who are here illegally quickly, when traditionally it takes a very long time in this COVID world we live in. Um, but this brought a larger conversation that I think is interesting. And I know it's going to be um, difficult for some people. Um, I genuinely think that... Uh, our immigration policy is the result of people having to resort to people smuggling them through. This used to be a country that was built on immigration, that was built on welcoming immigrants, that, that helped the economy thrive. And now we're trying to shut that down. Where do you land on this? Uh, first of all, I, I just want to say that it's good that, that he got home and that he's They're safe and he's, he's good and they rescued all those people. I think that's good. Um, you know, immigration is, I believe you should go through the proper channels. Right. Because my grandfather had to, and on both sides of my family, they had to go through the proper channels to become American citizens, this and that. Go to, they went to Ellis Island. So it's, it's, you know, it should be a, a system that you could do, and they should go through it properly. Coming over here and trying to beat the system, is, I don't think is okay. Right. I mean, uh, um, a close family friend of mine in Colorado uh, they died in a car accident oh, sure. uh, because of an illegal immigrant. Uh, he he'd been picked up seven times before, not having a license or insurance or any of that. Did they deport him? No, they just let him go. Then he killed people. So, yeah, it it, it hits me kind of personally. Like I understand if you're trying to escape and you have a bad life, you're trying to go through it. Go through the proper channels. They will give you a visa. You can get a temporary. Like. If you go through the system, you don't get deported. I mean, that's the risk that you take. I can't go over to some other country and do the same thing. They'll deport me back to the United States. So I, I don't get the same freedom if I go somewhere else. I think it's the system is completely corrupt and flawed, mm -hmm. and I think that it's bad. Mm -hmm. And I think that the cartels have have hands in the in in smuggling people and selling them and human slavery. It's awful. Yes, maybe our system is too hard, but it has to have a system. Mm -hmm. You can't just come over here and do what the fuck you want. I'm yeah. sorry. You got to go through the channels. And to pay $11,000 to have somebody smuggled over here, I don't think is okay. I, I, you know, it's, it's, I'm sorry that this situation happened, but if he had gone through the proper channels, would this situation have gone through? No. He wouldn't See, be that's in that interesting house because the he only way be that, that situation. Yeah, the only way that gang knew that he was here illegally was because he was smuggled here. If he wasn't smuggled here, they wouldn't have known, so they wouldn't have kidnapped him and tried to, uh, you know, extort money out of the family that wanted him here in the first place. So that's an interesting argument to make. Um, I do know, you know, again, secondhand, 
from someone who experienced it firsthand, our immigration, even if you go legally, is not a good fucking process. It can take years, decades for someone to come through. And then some other people come through in just a couple months, they get, they become citizens. So it's very much hit and miss and it's random. And this particular year has been an insane one for any immigrant trying to go through the process. So if you are trying to flee from danger or death, I can actually make that mental leap and say, okay, I could see you wouldn't want to try to wait through that system when it you clearly doesn't always asylum. work. Can ask for asylum. Well, and that's the problem is that they can't always. Uh, it, the border has been shut down in a lot of cases, and a lot of cases are thrown out because of our current administration and their policies. Uh, so it depends on who's in office and how they perceive it. Um, the, and even the previous president wasn't very good about this. Um, so no. we can't pretend that there's like a political party that has any power over, you know, any any just uh, justice over this this issue. It's it's a genuine American issue that has to be worked on. Um, it's the plus it's the crime element too that comes along with it, like the cartels and this and that. We don't know who's coming over here. They just cross the border and they're here. They're doing stuff. Right. And who knows? They could be. You know, they're not. Some of them are quality people, and some of them are not. Eh, and I yeah. and I and, and I'm not I'm not mad. I'm like I want you to have a better life, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you got to go through the system. I mean, I can't. I mean, I can't go to Mexico and do the same thing. I can't. So why should they get a pass? And I'm well, not you can you can it. cross their borders and just stay there, right? <laughs> like but I can't, gonna... yeah, but I mean, it's it's but like the thing is, it's like I'm not trying to be an asshole. And I understand that people are upset at the, at, you know, like how we treat the immigrants and this and that. But you're not supposed to be here. Well, you like, have to. Is, you have to acknowledge is, that there would not be the avenue of smuggling if the system itself wasn't fundamentally flawed. If it was easy to just come up to the border and say, hey, I'm seeking asylum or I just want to become an American citizen and the process was smooth and fluid, there would be no other option. They're, they wouldn't be able to have the no, other option, but no, because but it's so convoluted like, and broken that they have to resort in some cases to the but other options. There, but there are consequences to your actions, Yeah. whether you yeah. do it that way or not, or you get deported. You're doing something illegal, yeah. so you're going to get the repercussions. You're dealing with – if you're dealing with bad people, bad things happen. Yeah. You, got smug, you, you know what you're doing is wrong by smuggling your cousin over here and paying that money. These people, if they're going to smuggle people illegally into the country, what they have no holds barred on what they're going to do. They're going to extort money out of you, just like this poor lady is. They're going to do. They're going to take every advantage. They don't give yeah. a shit. So it's it's if you know it's it's bad all around. Uh, like I said before, I'm glad that he's okay. I'm glad that he's back where he's with with his you know people that love him and care about him and all the other people. Hopefully they were you. Uh, Knighted with them, but it's not just indigenous to Mexico. China does the same thing. There's a lot of other countries that do the exact same thing and smuggle people. Yeah. Uh, that's why we have these massage parlors with sex trafficking. Yeah. These people are indebted to the to the to the people that brought them over here, yeah. and how they're working it off is through that, which is horrible. So it's not just indigenous to just Mexican people crossing the border. It's to any illegal. Immigrants. Right, and the only reason why we're talking about any any type of Latin person is because right, that's, what this the is, about. that's what the story's about. Yeah, yeah but it's like, yeah, it, it's an, an it's a flawed system. Yes, it doesn't work well. It should be tweaked. It should be addressed. Mm -hmm. But yeah. do they do it? No, because you know, I mean, think about this too. Well, it becomes a political issue, and so holding off 
becomes more powerful so that you're in control politically than giving people what they want. How much, I mean? how much do you think they, they confiscate at the border? Just, oh, it's just, gotta be insane. It's in the billions, man. And they're not going to stop that because they yeah. get a taste of it. Yeah. So yeah, we should do more and this and that, but then it stops revenue and this and that. And that's where you have tyranny. And that's where the people that, you know, it's the golden rule, Adam, mm-hmm. he who has the gold makes the rules. And yeah. that's just how it is. I, I actually brought this article about because it, it's a real world case of a horror story. Like it is like, if you're that guy and you were just abducted and held hostage in this house, forced to stay in your underwear so that you wouldn't run away with 30 other people and, being held by a gang like that horror this is like a horror film story that's the definition of evil yeah and he yeah well there you go and he breaks out and he's running down the street in his underwear hoping that this gang doesn't find him screaming for help and people are ignoring him because he looks like a crazy person in his underwear (laughs) like this is like perfect hit like hollywood horror you know he's like fuck i'm gonna die save me save me and everyone's like "Ooh, i'm gonna shut my door lock that lock it's just like too poetic not to talk about. He could have had the COVID, and that's why people didn't want to talk. <laughs> he's got the vid. Look, he's stripped down to his underwear. He's sweating. <laughs> he's got the vid. Oh, yeah. Um, we're not trying to solve immigration in this conversation. I just wanted to no, bring this out no, and, no, and get not. some surface conversations. Let's do a little uh, devil's advocate. I mean, and honestly, I need to, I need to pee like desperately bad. So we got. <laughs> We gotta rush through this. You know, I can tell you a story about a guy that lived it. No, I don't want stories. I need. (laughs) Let's do a creature vision. Okay. (laughs) Is that the fly? Oh man. Yeah. Brendel fly. Jeff Goldblum's the man. He's a goddamn hero. I love me some Jeff Goldblum. I know people freak out about, you know, how great Jurassic Park and how he is in Jurassic Park. And yes, he is. But fucking Brendel Fly? Come on. He's actually a pretty decent actor. He's awesome. I like him better than Tom Hanks. I fucking hate Tom Hanks. Yeah, I do too, actually. All right. um, I didn't want to gush too much about this, but I do genuinely love this. I I wanted to talk about it because we're in the middle of our second season right now of The Mandalorian. But, you know, I produced a whole series of episodes about Satanism and Star Wars and sort of parallels between the universes and stuff. And just having fun, you know, just talking about a fictional universe that I happen to enjoy and a religion that I desperately love. Um, And then the sequel films came out and I just felt like I was shot in the face. And so I completely shut down talking about Star Wars completely. And then the Mandalorian came on the scene and the first season was really good and I loved it. It reminded me of Firefly, which I desperately love as a sort of, you know, fantasy space. That was Nathan Fillion? Yeah. Yeah. It was just a good, you know, and then they had the film Serenity after fans, you know, made a big hubbub about it. And and that's what the Mandalorian, the season one reminded me of. And then season two came out and it did something that I never thought would ever happen. It brought in... And you can argue it was actually season one that did it, but either way, um, it brought in fans that are like hardcore lore nerd fans 
and casual viewers that just maybe saw a couple of the films and maybe liked it or just know about it from popular culture. But it brought every type of fandom in and anyone who has watched it desperately loves it. And it brought back the spark of love to this Star Wars universe that I had horribly lost. See, The Mandalorian pisses me off to no end. Oh my gosh! Okay, hold on. Let's get into that in just one second. I want to give some details here. So, uh, you can check this out. It's on Disney Plus uh, service. It's framed as an American Space Western streaming television series created by Jon Favreau for Disney Plus. The logline is, the travels of a lone bounty hunter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. They're like the police. Uh, it was created again by Jon Favreau. It stars Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian. Huge, diverse cast of directors. We just had Rob, uh, Rodriguez do it, uh, who is you know, known for his fucking action scenes and grindhouse films and stuff. Um, but you know, Bryce Dallas Howard um, has directed a couple episodes. And, I mean, uh, Taika Waititi has directed an episode. Um, it's a great... Uh, Dave Filoni, if you know who he is, he's directed a couple episodes. So this is... Uh, what I love about it is, is it's not locked into one type of a creator. They give various types of people a chance to explore what they think this universe is about. And it all somehow still seems to blend cohesively. Um, so I want to hear what, what bugs you about it. Uh, that they can actually make good Star Wars and then they just kind of <laughs> fucked off the sequel trilogy. <laughs> so they know how to make good Star Wars. They just, they just, they just phoned in the last yeah. three. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point though because they were like hey i'm gonna give jj abrams who is some you know for, he's actually really good like fringe. so they had the people already in place john favreau who already did iron man yeah. had dave filoni yep. and they didn't say hey would you guys like to make the sequel trilogy no they got in but fuck Gabriel. i can't i can't stand him dude i'm I fucking so angry about this dude i loved i loved uh uh I just said it, goddammit. Um, it was a sci-fi series he did. Firefly. Oh, no, Fringe. Uh, Lost. Fringe. Well, Fringe, he did I, Lost, too. But Fringe I, I was the one it. where I, I really loved. I, I'm not a fan of J.J. Abrams in the least bit. I'm sorry, people. I just don't like the fucking guy. Okay. And then uh, I think that they... And Ryan Johnson, he can go fuck himself, too. Yeah, um, I think what they did to the sequel trilogy was an abomination. It mm -hmm. wasn't Star Wars. And you know what? That's the thing is... And here, the Mandalorian has listened to the fans. Mm. And you have people that know how to create good content that make more good Star Wars content. So it can be done. Yeah. And this is what makes me mad because now, you know, I love the show and I'm like ecstatic. And then I tell you what got it for me was the first episode of season two. I said, did they bring in the motherfucking Great Dragon? Dude. God damn it, dude. And That's I was like, all right. Right. And this is the first episode of the second season. I go. Fuck, dude, we're in for we're in for a real treat. Every I don't episode has been like what? <laughs> yeah, I don't want it to end. I really, I mean, I have Star Wars tattoos. I fucking love Star Wars. Yeah, and I and and you know, and to watch this is just like man, it, it makes me happy to see them pulling in things from the expanded universe, yeah. thinking things from Legends. Um, you know, now that we know that Boba Fett actually is a Mandalorian and Jango Fett is, I'm um, spoiler alert, sorry. If you haven't watched the episode, fuck you. We're gonna talk about it. <laughs> so, um, you know, then it, then you know, then Bubba Fett's narrative is not that he's a bad guy. Mm -hmm. He's just paid for the job. Yep. That's it. 
Yep. He's paid for the job. His job was to capture He's Han the lonely Solo. bounty hunter working his way yeah. to the galaxy. Yeah, and he picked up Han Solo. Hey, that was the fucking bounty. I'm sorry you guys like Han Solo, but fuck that guy. I got mm. paid. And that's that's what it is. He does I honestly thought Han that. Solo was the stupidest Star Wars character ever made. Like, he is genuinely dumb. Han Solo? Yeah. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. Like, he, he's cool. I think he's cool as shit. But he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, there's just well, no so way around So is Luke. It. You can say Luke is, too. Luke's yeah, Luke's a whiny either. bitch. Yeah, of yeah. course. He turns into a badass, but it takes a long time. But Han Solo stays the same. He's always uh, been a stupid motherfucker. He will always be. A, he's like that dude bro. <laughs> he's the dude bro of the galaxy, man. Fuck Han Solo. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, and then I look at, then I look at the episode where uh, uh, Gorgu is eating the... Uh, which is actually a <laughs> eating the fucking eggs, and I'm like, yes. so I thought to myself, so Yoda was the apex predator of Dagobah. Yeah, <laughs> he totally was. So he went to a place where he knew he could have food. Yeah, smart. he's like, well, I can eat, I can eat this whole motherfucking planet. I'm, I'm, I'm the shit over there. <laughs> and the whole planet probably sighed relief when he passed on. Yeah, they're like, so that, finally, they, dude. Uh, yeah, he was the apex predator, dude. That's fucking, that makes a whole, that makes me think of like, whoa. That's yeah, you, hilarious. I wouldn't think about, oh, I have to go to a place where I can have food. Hmm. You know, he did was like, oh, I can eat everything on Dagobah. Yeah, he wasn't like Obi-Wan. I'm going to go to a fucking desert. No, he was like, well, no, yeah, I'm going to go to a lush human, fucking biome. He can, Yoda sticks out like a sore thumb. <laughs> so going to Dagobah was probably, uh, uh, and speaking of that, I haven't been to a Dagobah since I was in Little Italy. Oh. hey <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean that's yeah that's where uh that's i i uh i just think it's an awesome show yeah. i think the story is good i like the fact they brought in the dark saber yeah. and live action ahsoka tano is wow yeah well what i love most about it is that you don't have to be a nerd junkie like i am like i've read tons and tons of novels i've read tons and tons of comic books i've played tons and tons of video games like i've lived in this universe for my entire life um but you don't have to be like if you just want to watch an entertaining sci-fi show that's good enough and it's more it, like space it's, yeah and it's good enough for you if you really want deep lore and connective tissue it's got it and it's good like it does everything right it hits every fucking checkbox and i don't i'm like I'm with you i don't understand why they couldn't do this with the films but i'm glad that they're doing it with this and I'm okay. Well, because the fans fucking spoke and they said, we're not. That was the thing is, I think that the sequel trilogy, what happened with Solo is what really, really did it to Disney. They went, yeah. oh, we fucked up. Because people are so pissed off. They're not even going to see Solo. Yeah. They don't want to see, we don't want to see Star Wars anymore because you're just going to fuck it up. Yeah. We don't want to watch it anymore. I'm and and then and then when they do the Mandalorian, they're like, "Oh, so you know how to do good Star Wars? You just choose not yeah. to. You just, you're just, you're just fucking just, with us. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're just just playing with us. our emotions." And I'm trying to and and to me, it's like there is enough in Star Wars lore to cancel out the sequel trilogy and to reboot. It. Oh, for sure. It's very. It's quite possible. Yeah, it's, it's like a Marvel possible. universe for sure. I believe that it's just a, an alternate universe that looks like Star Wars. It'd be nice. I don't believe. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. Yeah, but then, you know, it, but they're trying to, and Dave Filoni, I give him credit. He's a good storyteller, and so is um, mm -hmm. John Favreau, and right. they are making it, they're trying to make cohesion and fill in the gaps where the sequel trilogy doesn't have it. Yep. So if they can accomplish their goal and the Ahsoka Tano show and everything, the sequel trilogies may not be that bad in concept. Like, if you look at the last episode of Clone Wars, 
uh, mm-hmm. the final season, how they tied in Ahsoka's story with Revenge of the Sith. It made Revenge of the Sith a lot better film. Oh, yeah. Now that you see all this subtext, and if that part was in the movie, it would be incredible. But there's yep. too much to tell there. So it's filling in the gaps of stuff that we don't know. So that's the thing. Is I have 10% uh, battery left, so if I go out, peace. I'm sorry. No, we're, we're at the end here. Um, first of all, I want to thank you for joining me on this conversation. Oh, of course. Uh, in the show. It's always great to hang out with you, and you always bring some interesting perspectives to, to different topics. So I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, of course, my friend. Like, it's always a pleasure to be on this show. And, you know, you and I have uh, had a long history of doing this together. Oh, yeah. Long history. And uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's been a few years. I was really surprised at, like, how long we've been been doing um, this stuff. And yeah. even though we were on the, the wrong side of things and we had a wrong side perspective, <laughs> uh yeah, we, uh, we seem Talking to be uh, the last, the last people standing. So it's just, uh, it's good. And I, and I, and I, um, I didn't realize until recently how much of an impact that I actually have on the show and in our, our, our circle, our group. Because I, uh, I, you know, I, I don't really talk to too many members that often. But when I do, like they recognize who I am. They, right. they tell me feedback about the show, and I'm like, wow. And I. You know, and you and I, I mean, I kind of live in this this bubble, mm-hmm. you know, where I don't see, because I don't see the chat, I don't see any of that stuff from my perspective, which I think is good. So it's like, it, it's nice to know that that this forum is appreciated by our fellow members, and uh, it's nice to know that that we are uh, pushing the um, this the thought on satanic principles, and that we're, we're making people think, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, and... As I said many times, you are my favorite bastard. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate you, man. I really do. Um, right, awesome. I also appreciate the, the audience. Thank you guys so much for tuning in live uh, and interacting and, and giving us, you know, conversations to bounce off of. I think that's really great. Your comments really enrich the the greater conversation that we're trying to have here and so thank you very much for your time and attention um but that's going to do it for this episode of nine cents i hope you enjoyed it you can view past episodes of nine cents or my other satanic series on reverendcampbell.com if you appreciate the satanic series that i do produce like this video subscribe to the channel and sign up to the email list if you'd like to learn more about satanism or the church of satan check out churchofsatan.com and until next time hail satan everyone hail satan keep those checks coming <laughs>